Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. After a month away, I am back. And man, I missed you guys. I hope you missed me. It's been just crazy at work with the holiday season. Man, it's just been a uh, <clears throat> too much to keep up with and unfortunately the podcast suffered a little bit but uh in all the years i've been doing it i've, I've done my best to keep a steady thing going out so let's hope we can get back to that how are we going to do that we are going to do that with episode 170 discussing uh miss whitney cummings a uh, great comic on the scene what is it uh january 17th 2023 we're in a new year the year of the rabbit so if you got a rabbit, you go say, I got a clown sitting right next to me. So we're in the new studio here. I decided that's it with the high-tech stuff. We're going back to, because, you know, the more high-tech you get, the more problems you can have. If you just keep it low-key and nice, and we haven't given a clown here in the studio a name yet, so if you got a good, you know, name for the clown here, send it over in the comments, you know, on, uh, if you're listening on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on, uh, go to www.dennisworth.webs.com. That's my website. Send me a message. What should we name the clown? I'm sure Whitney Cummings would have an excellent name for a clown because she is quite the comedic genius mind. Uh, same show, same sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by G Vegas Buffalo Sauce. Go to www.gvegas.webs.com. Put the whammy jam in your mouth. Check it out, man. We got our new spokesperson, Tim Wakefield, over there. Pretty proud of that. Tim's pitching some buffalo sauce, man, and uh, get a ship right to your door. You know, you want to send to a friend, get a ship right to their door. It's easy, man couple clicks. You don't got to go to the grocery store or nothing, man. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, back in the day, you know, the days of the Joan Rivers and the Phyllis Dillers, I mean, you really had to say, you know, separate, you know, well, this is the best uh, female comic category as opposed to this male comic category. Because back then, there weren't many females in, the, in comedy. It was a male-dominant field. Nowadays, me doing comedy, there's easily, easily just as many female comics doing, uh, doing comedy as there are men. And, man, you really got to do something special to stand out. This woman stood out. Wendy Cummings. So let's get into it. Uh, comedian, actress, writer, director, producer, investor, and podcaster. <clears throat> Remember that freaking cold that I caught the day before Thanksgiving? You know, we're in freaking January, and I'm still coughing. So, Who has a cold for a half a year? I'm not sure. I guess I do. Back to Whitney Cummings. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Her parents divorced at age five, which, you know, I've often said if you had a messed up childhood, that's that's why most people go to comedy because they say comedy is the best medicine, laughter is the best medicine. Uh, we can't make you forget your problems, but we can make you know we can't solve your problems. We can make you forget about them for a little while. You know they're in a comedy show, so uh, yeah, you know my father, he just he couldn't stand to see anybody happy. He was just such a such a military miserable dude, and just I guess. Uh, it was the escape comedy. That was a little bit of laughter I had in my life. You know, I got the new cassette tape, put it on low. Dad don't hear it, you know, listen to it while he's sleeping or, you know, comedy's your escape. And she said uh, she was raised in a dysfunctional alcoholic household. And I don't know, maybe my dad should have been an alcoholic. Maybe that would have freaking calmed them down. Maybe, I don't know, maybe would have been more problems. I don't know, but man, nothing could make this guy happy. Maybe alcohol could have did it. I don't know what could have did it. Uh, let's see. Um... 
graduated high school in 2000, um, during which she interned at NBC-owned WRC-TV, which is a local uh, television studio. Uh, I was on LTV, LATV, which later became LTV. Uh, Lemister, Los Santana, outside of Boston here in Massachusetts. Uh, had the show The Comedy Kitchen. Had some pretty big names in the area on there. It had fun as heck doing TV. Did uh, internet radio before that, and hey, here I am with the podcast. So I just keep it going. Uh, she studied acting at Washington, D.C.'s uh, Studio Theater. Uh, let's see, went to the University of Pennsylvania, uh, during which she worked as a model at department stores. Which, like, you know, like, you're in a small town, you drive through and you see mannequins, you know, they're showing dresses in the store. Well, if you're in the big city, they actually hire people to stand in the window, put on dresses, they're live human beings, and act like robots or mannequins or whatever. And that's how, you know, they, they show off their dresses. Uh, let's see. Um, graduated magna cum laude uh, with a degree in communications. And she actually, she aspired to be a journalist. She never wanted to be a comedian. Uh, she wanted to be a journalist, which, I mean, she, she certainly graduated Madden Kuladi. She had the brains and she had the looks, so I guess she had the whole package. But uh, comedy comes, that's knocking on the door. It's, it's an addictive hobby, comedy. Once you do it, it's just it's tough to get away from it. Let's see. Uh, she moved to L.A. after uh, college and uh, worked on Punk TV for MTV, uh, the show Punk, <clears throat> which was a very popular show at the time. Uh, Let's see, 2004, she started performing stand-up comedy, which uh, once you get out there to L.A. and you're in the entertainment business, that comes just, that little itch comes, comes in. Yeah, give it a little try. And once you try it, there's no turning back. Um, 2007, Variety named her one of the top uh, comics to watch. 2008, she tried out for Last Comic Standings, but did not pass the showcase. I tried out for Last Comic Standing. I did not pay. I, you know, I didn't know what they were expecting. It's like I knew, not that I do a filthy act that don't, but it's like I have questionable subjects and they're looking for TV-friendly stuff. So I knew going down, but everybody pressured me to do it. I'm like, well, I'll make everybody happy. I'll go down. But I, I knew going down, they weren't my, my, my humor wasn't TV-rated humor. That's why I do the podcast. So, you know, you guys can get until I do. But uh, it just goes to show you, you know, if you go down to Last Comic Standing, they turn you down. Don't Don't let it bother you. You can still make it in this business. Uh, let's see. She worked on the Tony uh, Rock Project, uh, Maid of Honor. Uh, she's a roundtable guest on E's uh, Chelsea Lately. And uh, named one of 12 rising stars in Entertainment Weekly. So let's just say this woman's getting a name out there. Uh, she was on the Comedy Central roast. This is where I, I first caught wind of her. I mean, who don't like the Comedy Central roast? I wish they do them more often. But she was on the roast of Joan Rivers, the roast of David Hasselhoff, and the roast of Donald Trump. So three people she got the roast. And uh, 2010, her first one-hour comedy special was called Money Shot for Comedy Central. And uh, the old uh, porn, porn, <laughs> porn reference there, the Money Shot. Uh, toured with Boston guy, Dennis Leary, uh, on the Rescue Me Comedy Tour and uh, Douchebags and Donuts. So, uh, got her name in with, with Lenny Clack, the Boston legend. I love, I worked with Lenny. I love her. He's a great guy, Lenny. Uh, Dennis Leary, haven't worked with him yet. 
But, uh, hey, he started in the same clubs we're all working here in Boston, I can tell you that. Uh, 2011, uh, she created two sitcoms. She pitched them both. And I'll tell you, if you're a comedian, okay, and, and you pitch a sitcom to uh, a television studio, uh, you might as well go pay a lottery ticket because that's about how lucky you are if you, you get if they actually picked one up. She got two picked up, okay, not one but two, which is showing you this, you know, She's right about the time she's breaking. Everybody wants to hop on the hot comic. She's the hot comic. So they're going to hop on and, and, and ride her comedic genius as far as they can. She uh, pitched uh, the show Two Broke Girls, which, you know, became a very popular show. And her own show, Whitney, which only lasted two seasons. So ironically, the one that she was in didn't last as long as the one, you know, she created both. But one of the that she created that she wasn't in. Uh, let's see. She was a talk show host. For a little while, love you, mean it. Um, on E in uh, 2012, lasted 11 episodes again. Didn't didn't uh, love you, mean it with Whitney Cummings was the name of it, but uh, only lasted 11 episodes again. Didn't catch on, which you know, sound man, there's so many shows that don't catch, there's so many more that don't catch on. That do you really gotta? hit lightning in a bottle, you know, you know, it's a rarity to have a show that catches on. That's because that's why they become so stars because it rarely happens. Um, she overworked herself and she binge ate, which, uh, <clears throat> I can attest to that, man. You know, I'll tell you, I, I was joining, I did comedy and I live in Massachusetts and I had a, what was like, you know, you want, I mean, I'm working, you know, I'm not a full-time comic. I work a regular job during the day. So, I mean, I'm working 50 hours during the, I had like five shows in seven nights and I was up the main road. I like Connecticut and Hampshire. But at the end of the week, I said, man, I love comedy. That was too much. I was working myself to death, but the opportunity comes. You can't say no, you got to do it. So, uh, I can, I can definitely attest to overworking yourself. Uh, 2014, she put our second comedy special. I love you. Now, again, was on uh, Comedy Central, which uh, nowadays it's Netflix. There's always that one big platform. But back in the day, oh, it was Comedy Central. That's where you wanted to be if you were a comic. No flipping doubt about that. Let's see. Her third comedy special. She actually switched over to HBO in 2016. I'm your girlfriend. Uh, let's see. Uh she had a supporting role in 2017's movie Unforgettable. <clears throat> After six seasons, uh, Two Broke Girls was finally canceled, which is a good run. You get six seasons, that's, that's nothing to be ashamed. You get one season. You know, a lot of them are canceled and they make a full season. They have, like, substitute ones waiting. Uh, let's see. 2017, she directed uh, Female Brain, and she also starred in it. 2017, she put out her first book, I'm Fine and, other, I'm fine and Otherwise. And uh, everybody tells you they're fine. Sure, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. Here, here was an interesting I found. In 2018, she was head writer and executive producer for the revival of Roseanne for ABC. Which, like I said, back in the day, there weren't many female comics, and Roseanne was one of the females who made it in the 80s. She was, like, one of the big female stars of the 80s, which weren't, you know, weren't as many as the men. Nowadays, there's just as many. But, I mean, to, to be able to be, you know, one of the top comics of the 2000s, you know, late 90s, 2000s, and go back and work with one of the top comics of the 80s, you know, it's kind of what a, I don't know how to say it. Uh, just, you know, I mean, I'm sure, she, I mean, I'm guessing she was a, a you know, a, 
a fan of Roseanne. I'm not saying you know, Roseanne's the reason she got in the business or nothing, but just to be able to work with the, the comedy legends you grew up, you know, uh, watching on TV. I remember, hey, I'm a Boston guy. I grew up, I love the Celtics, big Celtic fan. And uh, Tommy Heinsohn, he was uh, the play-by-play guy for the Boston Celtics for many, many years. And uh, one season after the Celtics games, they gave him his own talk show where he interviewed people. And he honored Steve Sweeney, uh, the king of Boston comedy. He's a legend in this area. And I was in such awe. I was like, oh, two of my favorite things, the Celtics and comedy. Oh, I just wanted to be Steve Sweeney that night. And, well, I worked my way in comedy, and I actually worked up the night where I did work a show with Steve Sweeney. And it was kind of like, it was a moment I had to myself. I said, wow, you know, I, I started at a local bar just trying to make my friends laugh. And I'm all of a sudden working a show with Steve freaking Sweeney. It was one of those moments you knew you had made it. I mean, not that Whitney didn't make it. I'm sure she made it. But to work with Roseanne, you know, a comedy legend like that, that's a whole other level of making it. And, you know, if you had went back and told a young Roseanne, hey, you get to work with Joan Rivers, that would have been her idea of making it. So just, just to work with those legends was, was something. I mean, I put out a movie, The World Needs a New Superhero. You can see that streaming on Tubi. That's Fox TV's uh, streaming service. And Andrew Dice Clay did a little uh, few-second bit in there. And just, just, to, just to say Andrew Dice Clay, one of the comics I idolized, was in my movie. I mean, it was just something else. Sam Kinison, my hero, he's passed away now, but I did get to open for his best friend, Carl Above, up in Alaska. I flew up, and I did go out to California. I got to interview his brother, uh, Bill, and his wife, Sherry, for uh, my cooking show. And it was just it, it was just things things you don't dream of doing when you're a young comic. Uh, now, as we know, Roseanne, she uh, made some what that was considered to be racial jokes on Twitter, which uh, caused her to be booted off her own show called Roseanne. They turned it into the, the Connors, and they kept going without her. But, I mean, tough being booted off your own show. But uh, Whitney, she actually she left the show after they booted Roseanne. I'm not sure, like, if she didn't want to be part of the controversy or if she said, hey, if you're booting Roseanne, then I'm walking her. I'm not sure how it all worked out, but... I mean, the other people on that show, they're working actors. They got to get a paycheck. I had Eddie Dezine I had on, and I was like, how do you feel about doing Grease? You know, the nerd in Grease. That was one of the questions I asked him. I was like, well, how do you feel about doing Grease, too? He's like, well, I'm not like a John Travolta or Olivia Newton-John who became, you know, huge stars off of Grease 1. He's like, I'm a working actor. Somebody calls on a paycheck. I got to go do it. So he had to go Grease, too, or he had to go do it, where, you know, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John easily turned it down because they had bigger stuff. Well, he didn't, so... You know, Whitney, I mean, she, she's got plenty of work. She can go do whatever. She didn't have to do Roseanne, but the other actors, they had to do the Connors because that's a paycheck right there, and that's what you're in the business for, a paycheck. That's why you buy some G Vegas Buffalo sauce. I can keep doing this podcast, and we can keep exploring the history of comedy together. All right. Now, we mentioned how she started out on Comedy Central, went to HBO, 2009, she made her over Netflix. Netflix, they were just buying up every comedian to get people on their platform they could think of. Uh, she did her own Netflix special, Can I Touch It? <coughs> well, she did a very funny routine about that. Uh, go on YouTube, you can probably check it out. I won't spoil it or, or bash it or nothing by trying to, to, to do it here, but it was an extremely funny routine. I think she said when she went out dating, she told her boyfriends, could you do me a favor and like not watch my comedy specials? Because they kind of get the wrong idea once they watched him, you know, the type of girl she was, you know. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Now that special actually, I remember it featured a custom robot, which I mean, he's saying Whitney's got the money at this point. She had a custom robot made look exactly like her. She brought out on stage and interacted with the robot at the end of her, her special. It was a lookalike and that caught a lot of, uh, caught a lot of attention because I don't know any comedian has ever brought a, a robot of themselves out on stage to do comedy with. So it was something that had never been done in comedy before. If you can find something never done in comedy before, you've opened a big window right there, folks. Because uh, they don't want to hear another joke about coffee that's been done to death. They want something different, man. All right, 2019, she launched her own podcast. Uh, good for you. And uh, I have not been invited on her podcast yet. Whitney, if you're out there and you're watching, this is Dennis Worth from Funny Like Long Podcast. I review comedians. Will you have comedians on? And I'd love to come to your podcast. Uh, let's see. Uh, Center influences are Paul Reiser. Which uh, I do remember doing Paul Reiser. The you know I reviewed him. He was one of the comics I reviewed, and yeah, well, he that guy had a really interesting career. I can see why he was an influence to her because we we talked about how what was it uh, Mad About You? He just made you love him on that show. Then he was in one of the Predator movies where he's the bad guy and he made you hate him so bad, and it just so showed the range of his uh, acting genius. Uh, George Carlin, another one of her uh, influences. Who didn't George influence? I mean, he was, you know, number one, two comic of all time, him and uh, Richard Pryor. So hard for you uh, not to be influenced more than those. David Tell, which, you know, we said on his review, he's the comics comic. He's the comic all the comics want to be like, never mind the fans, you know. Uh, Lenny Bruce, you know, we all got a special place in our heart for him. He broke the rules and changed the laws so we can all do what we do today. So thanks to Lenny and, uh, Bill Hicks, man, one of the original Texas outlaws right there. And, uh, yeah, another, another one, he, you know, decided he wasn't going to sell out and uh, work clean. He was going to tell it like he, he wanted to say it and and uh, let the chips fall where they may. Because everybody knows, you know, if you sell out and work clean, you can always work, you can always make money. But they decided they were, they stay broke if they had to. But, damn it, they were going to say what they had to say. And uh, remember, he went on Letterman and they chopped out his uh, – he thought he was finally going to get his message out there, and they chopped off his set. And if I ever, if I ever get the chance to do one of the late night shows, I'll tell you. If they allow me, I'm going to do the child sports superhero routine. And damn it, if I could ever do that, then I got the message out. Like I could see how Bill Hicks, he wanted to get the message out. I want to get my message out so bad, man. Maybe Whitney can help me get my message out. Children deserve both parents equally. That's my message. I use comedy to to, to home it in. Um, 2022, um, uh, on Netflix, she had another one called Jokes, uh, Comedy Good Morning, a studio 666, <laughs> there's a studio named 666, <clears throat> not gonna happen there, but, uh, yeah, Whitney Cummings, just like I said, uh, <clears throat> I remember Amy Schumer had said about her, it was another female comedian who was doing very, very, very well for herself. Uh, after Whitney got, cause you know, you can get too big for the roast. Okay. That's where, you know, it's the up and coming comics that get on the roast. Then it's like, once they're doing bigger stuff, they're too big to do the roast anymore. Well, after Whitney coming became too big in comedy to do the roast, uh, they brought on Amy Schumer. She was the next up and coming comic after Whitney. And they said, uh, do you hope someday you don't have to do the roast, you get too big. She's like, well, I sure as hell hope so. So she aspired to be like Whitney Cummings and she certainly, she, she made it there because I'll tell you, she's a. She did, a, she did a movie with Goldie Hawn, another one, got to work with a childhood hero like that. It's just, 
God, those are the things you want to do in comedy. Everybody thinks it's about the money. You know, it's about the love, about the love of making people laugh. Uh, Whitney did it, I do it. Damn it, you should do it too. Tell somebody a joke. You don't have to be a comedian. You don't have to go find a stage and be a comedian to be funny. You can go around the water cooler at work. You can tell somebody a joke and just be a funny guy at work. Put some laughter into somebody's life. And, you know, you never know what somebody's going through. And if that one joke you told somebody in that one day, if that makes them smile, that might have been the only smile they had that whole day and you don't even know it. You know? So you, you, your one second of laughter that you gave to somebody might have made their whole day and they might need that worse than you know. So laughter is the best medicine. Go uh, go tell them some jokes, just like me and Whitney. I miss you, Whitney. She's a big fan. All right. This is Funny Like Clown Podcast. We review comedians here. We have reviewed Whitney Cummings. Tune in next week. I'm going to leave you hanging for another month, man. I'm never, I hope, hopefully I never do that again because I hated doing it to you guys, and I hate it because I miss doing the podcast. I love, I love exploring the history of comedy. I hope you guys are getting something out of it. I mean, the numbers are going up each week, so I assume you are, but uh, I'm getting a lot out of it too because I just I love, I love history and I love comedy, so that's why it's a great podcast because it's my idea. Ah, tell someone a joke. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.